0: When you see it like that, I should belong to Hanna-Nam-Barbera. <laughs> there
1: we go. We can do a tar and feather cartoon in the oh, style my, of Hannah and barbera hanna barbera I think
2: that would be it's pretty gonna cool. Be, it's got to be Hannah <laughs> nam barbera hanna barbera
0: Why? Because there are <our> copyright issues. <laughs>
2: There are crappy rights issues. Crappy rights, yes.
1: (laughs) We have the crappy rights to this.
0: (laughs) This is Dr. Tar.
1: This is Professor
2: Feather and this is the Midnight Gadfly
3: and this is Dr. Head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> welcome back. And this is on Same Radio. All right, welcome back. It's another episode. And music courtesy of Dr. Tar.
0: Oh, well, it is from the film, uh, it came from outer space.
2: Which has a really cool spaceship that crashes, right? Which we'll talk about well, later. Well, it looks
0: like a meteor, but... That, yeah.
2: comes, that comes a little later. Don't harsh my buzz, man, that was cool. I No, well,
0: it I know, well, that was cool, except you could see the wires. Yeah.
2: So, gentlemen, what are we doing this week?
0: Uh, what are we doing? Oh, 50s horror, <laughs> 50s sci-fi <laughs> movies, Yes. Yeah, we're talking about 50 sci-fi movies. All right, and we're going to start with 1950. You sure you're not 1949? 50, how
1: many, 50 how, was kind of the year of the rocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: yes, it, I guess it was, yeah. Well, you know, that was coming on the scene, you know, yes. just after World War II, and everybody right. found out about right. the... Yeah. The V two rockets yeah. and all that stuff. We and were introduced to Werner von Braun.
2: Yeah, yeah. Werner von Braun. We, uh, you know, there was a couple of themes that were dominating the fifties, and that's uh, our, nuclear. Our, and our
0: captured Nazi scientists. Yep. Our,
2: and then there, there's nuclear war, and there's communism, right? Yep. And, so, Nazis. I mean, uh, and Nazis. Well, that, yeah. and
1: the other theme is nuclear war. Commu- well, communism in the guise of aliens. Aliens, yes. right? The other colonizing,
3: Spreading. colonizing the salvation of the Nazi Nazis. Yeah.
1: The, the, the beginnings, you know, into the early stages of the Cold War, which, you know, has, has is, its own propagandistic yeah, uh, aspects what, of, of much of the films of the 1950s. Which
0: starts with the very first one, uh, Destination Moon. I mean...
3: It is 10 minutes before takeoff time in the uninhabited desert of White Sands, New Mexico. Tell will to stand by for count
1: off and firing. 59, 58, 57,
3: But 56. to reach this dramatic moment were months of construction, checking every detail a thousand times, and a desperate struggle to convince the skeptical, to outwit those who would stop us, to muster up courage to challenge the black airless void of terror-stricken space.
0: Come back to me, Charles. Please, come back.
3: The picture you've been reading about in every important national magazine and newspaper. Among them, life. This week, the New York Times, popular science, seeing stars, popular mechanics, parade, the New York Daily News.
0: Become very political and very, uh, we've got to get to the moon first before the the commies do and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, what was interesting about that, though, I thought was this private industry that does it, not really the government. I mean, that's in COVID, but it's a private industry that
3: does yeah, it. Yeah, Elon Musk shows up, and that's check out my
0: truck out back,
3: <laughs> my moon truck.
2: That's my favorite cologne, Elon Musk. Mm. So, Destination Moon is directed by Irving Pitchell. Uh, cast is Warner Anderson, John Archer. Tom Powers. Anybody else we may not know? Like oh, character well, actors? the
0: story. Who wrote the story? Robert Highline, didn't he?
2: Oh, it's a Robert Highline
0: movie. And it's very true to the book, isn't it? For the yeah. most part. I think so, yeah. Pretty straightforward. And it's a George Powell, isn't it? Didn't, wasn't this George Powell's first? I think it was George Powell's first. First movie. Right, Right. But uh, yeah.
3: I, I like Destination Moon uh, because it's it's of the serious tone. It's not the oh, fantasy I elements yeah. start coming in later, but it has a really kind of serious.
0: It, it plays out straight, to, yeah.
3: And it, you know, because Heinlein was a serious sci-fi <laughs> writer for much of his stuff was kind of that had that drier, serious tone. But other um, than it, the, the,
0: know, the the Brooklyn guy, what's his name? <laughs> the comic relief guy. The That's comic a, relief, yeah. That, Mel,
3: uh, come, kind like, of, looks what's his name?
0: Oh, yeah, ah, I can't do it, but yeah. I can't think of his name oh just Desti- i love it when they take Nails off something yeah. yeah isn't this one where they use the air jets and made their faces look like the- right <laughs> <laughs> when they're taken off oh that's great other than the I, japanese I, ones, i, where I tried to
3: face. do that in Quest for uranus so i was like how do i how do i get this effect and i never thought about doing something like that do but the I japanese them, like, one, one face where they and hold
0: their they, face they,
3: I yeah, like it, it just didn't look, it just didn't look right. So I just took it all out. But it was, uh, I was wanting to do the capture that, you know, the grimacing rocket ship XM, you know, kind of yeah, moment. Yeah. yeah.
2: So who who is this Brooklyn guy you're talking about?
0: Oh. Joe. Is that he, is that him? is it Joe? It must be Joe, isn't it? I
2: don't know. So what was uh, Destination Moon about?
0: Um, they had to be the first in space, isn't it? And Oh, their rocket ship was going to be shut down too, or their experiments. So they had to get it off. Be- <laughs> they had to get this rocket off <laughs> before, so this, they were, before the government shut it down. What else should do with it? Yeah, really. Because they had an atomic... Didn't they have an atomic engine or something like that? But anyway... So they took yeah, it off, and they private did it
3: industry there. shows up to ensure that the rocket gets built, and we're sent to the, the moon before the uh, the commies are. And right. you know, you have the first things like a spacewalk and stuff like that, and and uh, so it was it was about the the need to get into space, the need for speed. So that this is
2: first. A, so the 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 space race was all the way back to the fifties with like the oh yeah with, by with the Soviets. Sure, I think In the forties. So. Oh really? Late forties. Oh
1: wow! It was this. It was at the end of World War Two. The Soviets got some German scientists, and we and did. we got some German scientists, and so that was that's how it all kind of initiated. So it put everybody on kind of a level field, so to
3: speak. We put them in a big giant pool, and we got some scientists. We by playing paper scissors rock. That's how we got them.
1: Yeah. But, but yeah, that's but the, an was, and so that but that that's that, uh, and then that goes to that whole competition between communism and and capitalism. We'll call it capitalism. Um,
0: yeah, there's a couple of movies that start playing on that idea of oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah
1: and yeah even more insidiously. This, like you said, is you know, Heinlein it has kind of that militaristic, that gung ho.
0: Documentary, uh, you yeah, know, yeah, it would just documenting the step by step process of doing it and stuff too. And It was just, yeah, yeah. It's a very straightforward. I, I I can see where a lot of people would find it very boring right now, but it it is a very. It's
3: not. It's not the. the there's less fiction and more science. Yes. speculation at the time. I, yeah. At the time. At the time. Right. And it's drier. It's. But yeah. Heinlein has that, like you said, you know, feather that militaristic kind of bent, like you see that in in uh, starship troopers and yeah. you know bordering the line of is it is it tongue-in-cheek humor is, is it satire or does he really mean this and that's that's one thing i think he kind of kept to himself and and drove fans crazy because you know it, it was very controversial a lot of his works were controversial because people couldn't figure out does this guy really mean all this shit or is he just kind of having fun with it all you know which i thought was fantastic
1: well I it- well, after he does Stranger in a Strange Land, in what was that nineteen sixty nine? Which we're getting way ahead of ourselves here, but that's that right there is a shows his kind
2: of his actual diversity in in thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, I think that that book's considered a literary classic too. Not, yes, not just yeah. science fiction, but right. it, exactly. It, yeah, it it yeah. It, uh, it occupies a space and creates a space that you know another uh, a, a lot of other people start to then. You know, um, buy into.
1: It was his cosmic connection,
2: man. Oh, dude, yeah, you are from the '60s. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I grok. Look at my hippie. And family. if you if
1: you don't know what that means, then you yeah. go read Stranger in a Strange Land, yeah. and I you'll pref- find out what grok means. is, all is all such about. a hippie.
2: It's also from the tick. <laughs> the
1: tick Yes, <laughs> true.
2: I grok your mouth music. <laughs> <laughs> Unsegno Radio does grok
0: your mouth, doesn't it?
3: <laughs> oh.
2: All right. So we've uh, we've just spent a lot of time on the first movie in nineteen fifty.
0: No, but it, it,
3: it and there's just, our episode. Right, we'll see. It. Oh no! no, no rightfully
0: sorry. so, though. I mean, I think.
2: No, it's good. Yeah, so I said so. Because it kind of
0: sets the tone for that.
2: What else do we have here? Uh, Flying disc man from Mars. Wasn't
0: this a serial? <laughs> and they kind of like put
1: it yeah. all
2: together.
0: Yeah, I've
1: yeah, never I seen that one. I've yeah. never. Um, I've never seen, seen, it. seen it
0: either. Oh, have you they, seen it? They re, oh, they, yeah, oh, right. I think they rehashed it. to Numerous purple monster, I think is like kind oh, of like this. Okay, and all that. wait, what's yeah. the purple monster? That was a serial too, but I think. A couple of these, they kind of like cut up and reused a lot of stuff, and
1: uh, like the Three
2: Stooges. Yes, I think very much should, so. I think maybe we should do a, a series of episodes on serials. Yeah, you know, instead of, yeah.
1: No, that's true.
0: That's true.
2: Okay, so the next one is the Flying Saucer. <laughs> Michael Conrad. <laughs> yes, he produced Michael it himself, Conrad. didn't he? Yeah. Yes, yeah. he did. Pat yeah. Garrison, Hans von. And this toven? is
0: uh, this is the start of the flying saucer craze too. Forty eight was a real that's when it started so this is a yeah
2: well that's the i mean that's the the third this is thing. The filter yeah well and that's the yeah. third thing that that started thing was roswell what was it 1946 well right. but no one knew 47. about
0: that until late much later on no one knew about roswell it was flying saucers like uh um a and uh oh who's the guy that uh palmer that saw the first uh over washington anyway there were flying saucer reports and flying saucers in Washington. I bet that was in 52. But but flying saucers were there. But no one knew about Roswell until much later when that whole thing started.
2: Well, what about all those newspaper articles that are out there?
1: Oh, they that? said that. Yeah, a, a disc. But, but the general population didn't see those
0: localized.
1: Right, but it, but it, it wasn't like. But know, it
2: doesn't matter about them. It matters that Hollywood knew about it.
0: Not until much later, though. Much Hollywood later. Didn't so it,
2: it no, did. Hollywood so it's about Roswell. No, Hollywood did. So there was nothing what, about. You not see anything. Wait, okay, so what are those newspapers that I see that have the, the, see the dates? You see the
0: clippings of where they say that a disc crashed, but then you see a second one saying, "No, we retracted that because it was a weather balloon," and that, and that when it happened, that was all you saw. Then it just kind of like no one knew. No one. Read anything into this at all. It was of no national
1: import.
2: We need to contact... Not until much later. We need to contact about the, the, and the 20 different sites that I looked at before this episode <laughs> that said that Roswell was a huge influence on the fact that there were flying saucers. That that was exactly where the idea came from for all of the stuff that happened in the film. I'm just, I'm I'm just not saying it the is. The trope of... I'm uh, simply saying that I, I did a lot of cross-referencing and it, it was saying that one of the hugest influence on the fact that we have flying saucers was Roswell. That because of those
0: two articles yeah, those two when it first no. initially happened.
2: Well in the fact no, I, know, that, I uh, agree that that you, but wh- I'm
0: just saying the whole trope of what everybody expects of Area fifty one and Roswell and all that stuff. That did not happen until much later you start hearing about that stuff. All but, you heard was about a crashed disk.
2: So Flying Saucer the Flying Saucer in nineteen fifty is a coincidence, is what you're saying.
0: No. I'm just
2: saying No no, it's
1: an answer it's a, it's an answer to a,
0: It's not necessarily. I'm just saying that this whole myth around it is not, it was not developed like that yet. You know,
2: there is. Then then where does it come from? How
0: does somebody just imagine the flying saucer? you're seeing a myth. You're seeing, you're seeing like a a fairy tale.
2: That's not even what I'm talking about. It's 1950. We have a movie that says The Flying Saucer. It puts a flying saucer right. in there. Three years after Roswell's uh, news story. Did somebody just coincidentally come up with a flying but saucer without But if you read about all it?
0: this stuff, though, too, the, the government also played up on the flying saucer reports. They would let that go and say that would, if you think that's what you saw, a flying saucer, yes, let them go say that, you know, because that kind of covers up what I'm doing. And that's the height of this stuff, too, all the secret programs and everything. Anyway... I'm just saying they're kind of looking through a different eye you have to look at it through different eyes back then. I'm just saying there's not all this the internet stuff either. you know you're just how you view this stuff. you know what I'm saying. We're going on gain you know what supposedly we found out later on, but that doesn't abnegate that
1: the the people that maybe you know no no michael Mike. conrad knew about that you he know did. I mean, he was privy he to it. all of that so you're right i mean it does have a, it does have a, an indirect influence in, in the early work
0: and it, it is and a it big newspaper and it comes out later a little too. bit more it, later it, and it's a big as newspaper as being roswell stuff. Yeah.
2: Though. yeah like you said
0: it's entering the consciousness to talk about start it, to talk movies, about it yeah. consciously
2: I mean, you're right so was the flying saucer a good movie
0: no <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad but it's funny. You should watch it. But that there's there's one that has commies in it and Nazis. Yeah. It's a Nazi flying saucer, isn't it?
3: That's been a while. The Führer escape ship. How did he get from Argentina? Iron <laughs>
0: Scott. Yeah, really.
2: They're still saying there's shit down in the Antarctic with them, you know. Of course. Okay, so the next one is the invisible monster. Another, Another cereal. cereal. Right? All right, so we'll move along. Let's go to prehistoric women. That's how I like them. <laughs>
0: Grunting and hairy.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> some, some more the one, some more the other.
2: Uh, it...
3: I have uh, never seen prehistoric women.
0: I'm uh, trying to think what it is.
3: It's, it's Pre- similar to 1 million BC. Lots of people running around in in fur pelts and. Uh,
2: oh, that's no pelt. <laughs> yeah,
3: whatever it is. <laughs> Someone sewed that pretty tightly to her. That's
2: it's a high and tight whisker cameras. biscuit.
0: They must be French. Sorry.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot to it. Just, you know, like they discover fire, battle enormous beasts, and some kind of dragon-like creature.
0: Oh, is that so what it is? Okay. Yeah. I, I've never seen it. I don't
2: know. What
3: about the rest of the stuff yeah. from the 1950s? Anything good? Rocket Ship XM. Rocket Ship XM. Uh, yeah. Um, did, they, didn't they beat that. out a,
0: when they did Rocket Ship xm didn't they beat out uh destination moon releasing first that year it could be i thought that was like a big thing anyway yeah and they end up on mars isn't it
1: <laughs> oops with lloyd bridges
3: No yep. yeah. by this
0: time my lungs are aching <laughs> yes a good movie
3: I, the, the mst version of rocket ship xm is where i first watched the movie and i just <laughs> died it's it's probably it's my favorite episode uh I think just because it's just so hysterical, you know, and I, I make no apologies for borrowing whole cloth. Some of the scenes from that movie for Cuesta Uranus, Oh no, yeah,
0: you know,
3: and it's like, it was my homage, you know, all my movies have had oh, no. homage to That's, certain things. And if anything, like got we to got the joke
0: yeah, that was great.
3: Cause there's so many good lines in that movie. They're hysterical. You know, it's like, it's just unbelievable. So yeah, even when I don't watch it, the MSP version, I cannot help but think of those jokes, <laughs> you know, and, uh, no, it's, it's become one of my favorite movies of that era. I just, I just, I just love it so Delicate,
0: much. Uh, isn't that like the anti-atomic war movie too? Don't they like, uh, didn't the Martians like have an atomic war and the cave mutants, I guess.
3: Fright. What was left of them. Yeah. Right. As you see in some or other movies later on in the fifties, you know, when earth really? travelers come back know, to and earth. You know, when you're a little
0: kid, I'm sorry, but a lot of these, when you're a little kid thinking, Oh my God, they're mutants. God damn it! They never look like mutants. They always look like cavemen. Or oh, the one movie did right. make them because it showed how
3: the lack of civilization Budget. and progress. Well, I know,
0: but I wanted to see yeah. mutants. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, what was what was that one? The time traveler? No, is it the time traveler? Well,
3: there's a there's a bunch that have that kind of theme. That's later on. on in the 50s. That's there's a lot of those that have that same kind of trope that they use about you know traveling in time or coming back that you know oh. also use like a you know, Planet of the Apes and stuff too, but.
0: Two Lost Worlds, what's that? Does anybody see that?
3: I, I've not seen this one. Stars. Hold on,
0: hold on. Did you see it? It stars Matt Dillon.
3: <laughs> right.
0: Oh, it does.
2: Who's James Arness?
0: Matt Dillon. The Thing.
3: The Thing. He was the yeah. Thing. In- yeah. oh, the Thing, right. the Thing. Which, which we'll discuss next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Two Lost Worlds, what is that? Is that like a silly. I don't... I dinosaur thing doesn't... It.
3: This takes place in 1830. There's a pirate... Uh, a clipper ship attacked by pirates. Arr. And then um, they head toward Australia. And then they... Uh, you know, wobbly they, wombat? They, they, they pursue the pirates and wind up on a volcanic island inhabited by dinosaurs. Ah.
2: That sounds like science fiction.
3: So, there you go. <laughs> Affliction. <laughs>
2: All right, so we're moving on to Modern day New Zealand. That's 1951. Right. What do we got? Yeah.
0: Epic <laughs> Costello meet the Invisible Man.
2: Do they know the? Matter?
3: This
0: is their last, last. of their monster ones, isn't it? Didn't they? Do, as in their last oh, one, the Mummy. That's what I thought. Mm. They should have done the creature.
3: Yeah, Jekyll and Hyde. They do after that one, and I'm what, not ap- sure when after this went. one. Yeah, Jekyll and Hyde this comes is 1951, out 1951.
0: Right? I have to admit, when I was a little kid, I liked this one. 51. So,
3: I have never seen it. I wasn't a crazy fan of Abbott and Costello. I just No, I wasn't,
0: it. but the monsters. Yeah, I watched all the monsters. I loved them. I
3: loved yeah. them. And I did I loved the Three Stooges, but I didn't like their movies. They just it just something Oh no, the out. movies are terrible. Is it because
0: yeah.
2: it had Joe Curly Joe instead of Curly? Well,
3: well they had the two different Curlies, you know, Curly Joe and then <laughs> there was, it uh, was, uh, was it Joe Dorita. But it just you know, they're old, it just the, the writing wasn't funny. Um I think it just went on too long. The 16, 17 minutes are great. It's just the the physical comedy wasn't there, and just the chemistry was off. Yeah.
2: So let's just kind of move on to the day the Earth stood still, because this is is a big one. Oh, man. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I just watched this a couple times last week. We interrupt this program to give you a bulletin just received from one of our naval units at sea. A large object traveling at supersonic speed is headed over the North Atlantic toward the east coast of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Drew Pearson.
2: We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on
3: an amazing phenomenon, the arrival of a space ship in Washington. The Army has taken every precaution to meet any emergency which may develop. Just
2: a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening.
3: these facts, but if you threaten to extend your violence, this earth of yours will be reduced to a burned-out cinder.
1: But he's a robot. Without you, what could he do?
3: There's no limit to what he could do. He could destroy the earth. All vehicles, close in. Let's go.
2: Isn't it funny, like, uh, I saw this when I was very young, and mm-hmm. even even at a young age, it really had a huge impact, like, yep. all of the things that it was trying to say about humanity and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, it really hit home, and it hit home, like, very clearly, you know, and I'm like, that's, uh, to me, that's a brilliant movie. And it movie. looked good. Oh, and it looked awesome. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, Michael and Rennie. Kind of... and, uh, and might I might I add, there was a flying saucer in this movie? And a giant robot, yeah. <laughs> what?
3: Yeah, Gort, Gort, like one Gort. of the coolest yes. looking robots of all time, and it's you don't so see him except-
0: very much, which is great too.
2: It well, and just- I lo- I lo- and it's funny how Gort m- mimics the spacesuit that uh,
3: um, the and the, 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 the saucer, yeah, It's like saucer. seamless. Yeah, yeah well, they, they all, yeah, they to all. To me, micro. that
0: like implies the technology is right. you know the, and what's kind of neat when they when they keep talking about the door being seamless, and it gives you yeah. the idea that it could be that meta me- metal that morphs into whatever it needs to be and,
3: yeah oh, right, right and there's Clato trying to pull it you know pulling off a of ziggy stardust
0: so yes. no which is know. i liked it i really liked
3: it yeah no it's great this is one of my favorite movies of all time it, and then they're uh, the, perfect film the cinematography is, is oh,
1: brilliant brilliant yeah. The, yeah the acting is brilliant there's the soundtrack with the, the theremin soundtrack yes is, is, is
0: brilliant yes, yes and it's, it was it was creepy. a movie for the
1: time and, and it had a good message yeah.
2: yeah, if you go on, if, if you go into YouTube, you can uh, hear some actual sessions of them doing the theremin work with the orchestra. Yes, oh, very cool. Yes, you can. It's so cool to hear them go. No, no, no. We, we need that a little bit more tempo, uh, and then they do it again. You're like, very oh, cool. Oh, so cool. Oh, it's
3: and, very uh, cool. And uh, well, this is one of who the first directed Robert Wise. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Tar.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I just wanted to say Robert Wise uh, directed this, and uh, yeah, he yeah.
3: Robert well, Wise. Patricia Neal. Wasn't really wanting to do the, the movie until Robert Wise convinced her to come along board because she had done a movie with him before, so they'd worked together. So, but I thought she was perfect, you know, in there with a great cast. Um, you know, but this is like the first movie I remember when I was young, my was dad who? telling me about how much he liked it. It was like one of the first movies we watched that I remember watching with him, and he just thought Gort was the most terrifying thing. And being a kid, when he saw it, when he was a kid in the theater or driving somewhere he was terrified of court you know and that was a scary those scenes were scary to him so you know i kind of got that as well but i missed out on, on some more of the the messages to humanity when i was very young not until i got into my teens that i started watching it and seeing that 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 overpowering message so i was just absorbed into the story you know i just you know i wasn't really thinking about the ramifications of the of what they were trying to say. I just was impressed with how good right. the movie was and how effective that, you know, it is. That's kind of funny
0: how you talk about, you know, uh, yeah. empathizing with certain parts to it. And just, I also thought it was kind of neat growing up at the time. Seeing this was a little, a kid about my age. Right. Watching this, the kid, it was yeah. like a center part of what mm-hmm. was going on. You know, a very intricate part to what was going on, you know, just being in the thick of that. And it was, and uh, right. who is the kid? uh jimmy what, what was the actor's name air something like that anyway yeah he was in a couple other movies yeah. but
3: and he's the one who kind of bel- believes klaatu from the beginning and he then he when you when you add the whole christ imagery on top of things you see like the fact that you know he he comes with the message of peace and gets killed for it and then comes back to life you know and he's um, and he's
0: and then you have a child we and you did know, this. have faith
3: like so, a so. child, which is what that boy does. You know, it's like it's it's so steepening that Christian symbolism, which I think is uh, kind of shocking in a way, but I thought it was just so effectively done like that in that Cambellian myth, you know, mythic Cambellian kind of telling, you know, I, th- I love it.
2: Yeah so the music was by Bernard Herrmann uh, which is notable and the cinematography which uh, Feather was mentioning is Leo Tover um which is yeah I think great and I think the the fact that it's the that kind of the epitome of the 50s look like everything about it has this kind of you know that zeitgeist yes. of what the 50s is supposed yep. to be about but then you have this, this aerodynamic yeah now, did anybody see the remake yes with, with
3: Reeves, i did, did i did not i can't i can't bring myself to do it i did yes yeah. what did you think i didn't like it yeah
0: i i like parts of it but they, other part they 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 are trying to go with the visuals and it's just
2: well and they also made uh klaatu um more sinister like he was more cold and, and not. which i that was all
0: right i that actually i didn't that didn't bother me too much because he's more judging than he
3: is you know, then well, you lose that kind of Christ like thing, even his name, Carpenter. You know, right. uh, I thought that the symbolism of the name and everything, but no, there's an innocence to to Clatu as he's learning about America and about the world. And when he goes to see Professor Barnhart, which I love that interaction, that first interaction, and and every time I think of Professor Barnhart, I see I hear the line like. There are several thousand questions I want to ask you. You know, just he's just so enamored and enthralled. And uh, who is the
0: actor? Is Sam Jaffe. Was that his name? And he looks has that Einstein look about him. You know, with his yes, with his hair, hair it was all kind and of it was frizzy.
3: All, and yeah, and yeah, he old had that. Jewish
0: guy. You know, just yeah.
3: Yeah, slightly off and death-y. maybe befuddled, but he's it, it, thinking on a level that most people can't comprehend. So he's not worried about things like his looks because they're not important to what he's trying to do. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway,
1: he becomes one of the head head doctors in uh, on the TV series Ben Casey.
2: Head doctor. Head doctor. Oh, hey, head doctor.
1: Hey, come, on, doctor! come on, come on. Yeah,
0: thank you. Uh, ben, <laughs> thank get you. in here, you big knucklehead. <laughs> I got that,
1: <laughs> but it's a brilliant movie. What else can you say? If you haven't seen it,
0: where the fuck have you been? That's a
3: shame on well,
2: you! It's also got the first EMP, right? Electromagnetic pulse. I mean, it shuts yeah. everything down without hurt harming anybody. You know?
3: Yeah, things certain things are kept going, like uh, airplanes. But and I don't think
0: equipment. it was just an EMP Hostiles. though, because he no, it was selective. He, he, yeah. Yes, because he kept airplanes in flight but it was that type and, of device. and hospitals. Yeah, something. Running, it was an E E M P. Okay, edited. <laughs>
2: <laughs> great movie. Uh, it is yeah, a great movie. Yes,
1: and you know we're talking, what year? Nineteen yes. fifty-one. Yes.
0: Yeah, so yeah, we're just getting into the decade. Yeah. You know. I guess what was it? It was based on a, a pulp novella, wasn't it? Or a comic book or comic book story. Was it-
1: I, you know, I, I never looked into these. Yeah, and
0: anyway, I guess in the in the book, uh, the,
2: the the robot itself is it's the based on Christ, Christ figure. Oh, really? It's, yeah, yeah, it's based on oh. Farewell to the Master by That's Harry a,
3: Bates. Farewell to the Master. He's a master.
2: I don't think I ever read that. No. That's Harry when he was Bates. a little kid. He was, not he was a Harry Bates. <laughs> I was, master
1: Harry Bates. I don't, I don't, I, Harry Bates doesn't.
3: No, that name doesn't come out. No, it doesn't, before. it doesn't for me. What's it, What's uh, his name again? Harry Bates. Okay. I'm
1: not sure where he's... Where are, he, I'm not who, sure where he fits Mark into this equation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, anyway. All right, so we're on to the next one. Where are we? Where? Five. Five. Never, never I've never seen saw that. this one. No, so let's move on. Arch if, Obler. Look, if we haven't seen it, let's not... You know, let's not try to talk about it. We're really we're not li- we're Well, not trying to other than com- it
0: is a survival thing. It is, but we're not
2: trying to create a comprehensive history of fifties. Okay. We're we're taking right. our let's move on. It's it, this is our Our vision of the fifties. Yeah. This is what okay. we, we <laughs> experienced. So five, anybody fight to Mars. Flight to Mars.
0: Uh which one's this? Oh I've seen no. this one. It's it's like a remake of uh Rocket Ship XM, isn't it? Color. Has color. And Cameron Mitchell, Cameron Mitchell, and yes. Arthur
1: France, I mean,
0: well, Arthur France. Yeah,
1: it's a it's a throwaway. <laughs> yes. All right. What other about than it? the color? I'll never forget you. Nah. Lost. You know the, I'll I'll never forget you though. Just okay, to go, to yeah. come back, it is a movie that stars Tyrone Power and it's directed by uh, Roy Ward Baker. Hammer. If you've if, yeah, um, I won't go into it if you've never seen it. Go go watch it. You can it's available. Let me give us a, a give us a brief breakdown. What is it? What's it about? Well, it's a movie that stars Tyrone Power. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Busted
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: it's got him. And did I tell you it was directed by Roy, Roy. Ward Baker? And wow. stars Michael Rennie. Come on.
2: <laughs> okay, what about Lost Continent? Is that science fiction? Lost Incontinent. Cesar yeah. Romero. Oh yeah. Does he cover his mustache up? With his feet.
3: Oh, I don't know. Oh, is that the
0: one one, uh, MST did with uh, the rock climbing? Rock climbing. (laughs) Rock climbing. Anyway, it's another dinosaur movie, isn't it? They lose uh, an atomic rocket on top of a mesa or something. Something.
2: Mesa. And, uh, what, so. Yeah,
0: and they have to climb up to the top of it and it's like this Lost World. Mesa. Mesa. Another another Lost World movie. Yes, and it was a whole yeah. lot of mess up. They were very
3: popular right that there. Lost yeah. Planet Airmen this is just a condensation of the King of the Rocket Men. Yes from the forties. so
0: I think that's what uh uh what I say before with men and Serial. Purple Purple Monster Strikes.
3: Okay,
2: what about the man from Planet X?
0: Oh, that, that's a good one. I kind of. Like I've not
3: seen it. that for a. I have saw it once and not for probably twenty five years. Yeah.
0: Edgar G. Ulmer, yep, master of low budget. He, uh, oh, he did a Black Cat, which I think is just a brilliant uh, Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi movie, and uh, just to look. What? He, what look he it do? it about? It, it's about a, um, I guess, a rogue planet. That swings towards the Earth and like an explorer from that planet kind of literally hops over and they land in the Scottish Moors.
2: It's like Ming the Merciless. But
0: it it, it turns out that that his planet's dying anyway. It's freezing over and they're looking for a place to go, but they only have like a few hours or whatever to make the jump.
2: Anyway. How do you remember all this shit? That's what I want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Anyway.
0: I like the way he looked. It, yep. This was like this. Now, this is kind of interesting, I think, because, you know, in the 50s, you start getting reports of UFOs landing and little people coming out. Oh, now well, we're getting them. Yeah. Well, seriously. <laughs> you, sure. Anyway, they, they look. They have that look, that trope, that big head, the eyes, the helmet and all that stuff. You know, and it, it start, it's starting to set that tone. And it's just you could just see it evolve through the years. All this stuff. I think, and, and you're right.
1: And this has a, is a good example. Yeah, and of it's kind look. of a cool little story
0: that how quick it was filmed. I don't know what's his name. It has uh, well Sally Fields' mom's in it. <laughs> 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 I can't think of her name.
3: Mrs. Fields. <laughs> no. I love those. That's cookies. That's my Burt Reynolds laugh. Sorry. <laughs> those cookies are good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it, but it has uh, uh, what's oh God what's the the guy that plays the evil scientist guy? What's his name? You've seen him in all this other stuff.
1: I can't remember.
0: Yeah, I'm drawing a blank, too.
2: But I can see his face, and it's driving me up the wall. Okay, so the next one is The Man in the White Suit. Never saw it. Okay, next, Mysterious Island.
3: That's a, a serialized
2: Oh, yeah, serial. All right, we're going to move on. Superman and the Mole Man. I've
0: never seen it. But...
2: All right, The Thing from Another World. Anybody seen that oh, one? Oh, yeah, there Never ho- heard of that one. Okay, this, will, this is probably... Go talk to Jan Cap I got news for you, kids. We're going to be rounding out this episode at the end of
3: 1951.
2: Wow! <laughs> yeah, we're That's already a very
3: special nine-episode Tarn
2: on radio. It already is. damn it! It is. Yeah, yeah, it's already special. All right, so let's uh, let's get on.
3: Let's get on with this The get thing on. from another world. Another world. Oh my God! Where do you begin? This is another another classic, perfect for me now, In My top five uh, of all time. And and because of the, the Howard Hawks influence on the way the dialogue comes in and every character, you know, there's that rapid fire talking over one another, completing each other's sentences. Sometimes a set, you know, character's talking and someone else starts talking over top of them and you can't understand what the first character was, you know, trying to finish. And the thought is left. And it is it is one of my favorite movies of all time.
0: Kind of like a Unsane
2: Radio podcast. <laughs> you go too far uh i you know, i i honestly you know like i'm i'm pretty ashamed that i i saw the thing um that was done by John Carpenter many times because it's one of my favorite movies but i hadn't seen a thing from the another world until like 2 or 3 months ago um and i was blown away you know and it wasn't you know even though it, it's it's hard to get blown away by a movie when it's so hyped up because like mark i'm sorry dr head was uh <laughs> dr dr. Head, dr head was like this the greatest movie ever um, I listen to it in the background because I love the you? dialogue. Yeah, yes. no, that's, And I understand that. I, I totally get that. I used to do that with Ed Wood. <laughs> you know, the movie Ed Wood. Um, yeah. But it, it's really just a great movie. And it's great to see how that's a great movie for what it is and how John Carpenter's thing is a great movie for what it is. And what the similarities and the differences
3: are between those two movies. Yeah, Carpenter's version I think is closer to the novella, the short story. But... Um, you know, and it has all the gore factor, but there's just something about the pacing, and that it's very, very limited, very little wasted in this movie. It just moves from one scene to another scene, and you know, it, it's. Um, I, I, what I found was interesting about it, it, it. After thinking about it, you know, you have the super science; it doesn't come into play in this at all. We don't see the we see the shape of the spaceship, but when you think about the role that margaret sheridan plays you know um she's actually the one that kind of comes up with the idea of how to kill the creature you know because they've shot at it they've they've burned it they've done all kinds of things and it doesn't work but she's the one who's like what do you do with a vegetable and, like the guys can't figure it out but here's margaret like of course the woman's going to figure out well i know what to do with a vegetable because i'm a woman you know and uh i thought that was kind of a <laughs> i thought it was kind of like the great assumption, like, who else is going to know what to do with the vegetables? Let's ask the woman. I didn't know you
0: could woman. do that with a cucumber.
3: <laughs> you know, and uh, no, no, this is another one that, again, I watch with my dad. These, these two movies, um, another early one I watch with my dad because he tells me, you know, the scene that terrified him the most is when they're looking in the greenhouse and they open the compartment and the dog falls out, falls out, you know, the body of the dog.
0: And he remembers, great. you know, as a kid good.
3: just being terrified and screaming. And so the that fact part, that
0: they showed it, too
3: yeah yeah and the hand coming alive you know with the blood coming out and you see it moving you know it's this visceral moment that it moves yeah. and i and, thought
0: that really i oh, thought it was creepy that with, with the, the pods growing and the mm-hmm. guy holds up the stethoscope and, and he goes and he, he gets that real ashen look on his face and the other guy takes it and Then he tells everyone it sounds like the wail of a newborn baby. That was Mm -hmm. when I was a little kid. That was kind of creepy. That was, was, and the ones and the guy points out the ones closer to the blood source are bigger than the ones. Yeah, so these things are like ravenous too, and it's just yeah, creepy stuff.
2: Oh, damn. Yeah, things. But, uh, didn't we do an episode where we talked about all this? Yes. Okay, so, yeah. But, you know, I, I, it is, I think it's worth noting that when, you, if you read about, you know, people writing about the 1950s film, there's certain seminal films that they say that kind of, you know, are points, you know, like, so, like, The Day the Earth Stood Still, um, uh, then, you know, The Thing from Another World, but then there's another one that I, I can't, The Flight of the Saucers or something like that. Um, I'm trying to remember which one we'll get when we get to it. It'll it'll mm-hmm. it'll hit me. But there's one that they they keep saying that is a is very you know. Oh no, I know what it is. <laughs> We've already talked about this one too. Forbidden Planet. Oh yes. That's, okay. Okay. But, yeah. but that's Come not on, until yeah. like fifty seven. Yeah, but, so but, but it's, it's, it's one of the later notes. Yeah. So we'll, when yeah. we get there, we can we'll talk about that because it's a, oh yeah. All right. So thing from another world. What's the next one? Oh, what what
0: on your list there? Oh, when the worlds collide. Well, there was unknown world, but that—that's another dinosaur lost. Yeah, continent lost continent thing. movie.
2: Land of the Lost. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, or the land that time forgot. That land that time uh, forgot. That's the one I read. Was the Burroughs Edgar Rice Burroughs?
0: Oh, like, <laughs> and I
1: kind of like the what was a Edgar Rice Burroughs. When you say Burroughs, you're gonna have in this environment. You
0: have
3: to clarify. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> am. Edgar
0: Rice Burroughs
2: does naked lunch.
3: <laughs> right, egg rice crispy is my favorite breakfast. Oh, movie.
2: I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what the dinosaurs think when they're eating the the natives. <laughs> Make <it> lunch. <laughs> I right.
0: hate when you had to peel these things. <laughs> <laughs> this is not passion fruit. Oh. but anyway, when worlds collide,
3: another uh, George Powell. Yes, yeah,
0: I like this. Yeah, I like this movie. Yeah. It was real. It's it's real. It's kind of short, isn't it? It's from what I yes. remember, and it's real yeah, fast it's paced. I think
3: it's. It is, it is. Hey, we're going to get destroyed by a rogue planet. Let's build a rocket. Okay.
0: And there again, it, they have to go to like the private industry again to uh, do this stuff, you know. And it's just. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, it's
1: it's the military-industrial complex yes. built being built, huh? And it
0: yeah, but it, it's pretty good. It. It, it takes a very uh, religious, very point of view. I mean, it kind of pushes that a lot, but it, it, it's interesting. I I, I like the movie when I was, I was growing up. It was it was fun to watch. Yeah, I think it's my first pers- my first
1: takeaway when in seeing it, you know, when I was a kid, was you know, the pretty much, well, here's the situation. Let's do whatever we can, and they just do this massive. As massive a thing as they could possibly do, they to do take it. as much and yes. what they know about yes. rocketry. Yes, and, uh, uh, that to me, you know, that that's what that was the takeaway from this. And you know, going oh, you know, this is when science fiction, which it's kind of science fiction, but well, it it's science fiction. This is when it's the positive aspect. Yes, you know, uh, not Try the to, negative, which yeah. which is so rare. Is, yes, <laughs> rare. Thank you. Uh, um, yeah, because it's, hard, it's harder. So. It's, it's harder. It's way harder. It's, it's yes. way harder
2: because because you can start sounding really saccharine. You know, you can be really kind of too sugary with that stuff. But when you get that really kind of resonance where people are like going, oh, you know what? We may be fucking up now, but we can fix it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's to me. And
1: when Worlds Collide has, has that aspect too. And then they... Not may... just... It, it, <laughs> it has the, the that kind of the melodrama, you know, is a big part of it. But
0: there again. Yeah, I, um, and then they land in a Disney backdrop. <laughs> it's
3: just, oh, this is great! Whole well, hey.
0: oh, oh. new world. Okay, but Roger Rabbit comes bouncing. If, if we go back to
2: the thing from Another World, there's some backdrops there, man. I'm telling you, I see oh, no, seams I, in the sky. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Well, you'll. Well, you wouldn't have. have you would have never you have seen world, that huh? had
3: you not watched it on a Blu-ray or something like that. When it was on TV, you know. You, you just never see those kinds Have you ever of seen thing.
0: the movie Gadfly?
3: What, Thing from
2: Another World?
0: No, uh, When the Worlds Collide. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, they, that backdrop. It's probably be like, been 20 years, but it was one of those, <laughs> you know, back in oh, the
2: yeah. 70s, it was in rotation. You know what I mean? Yep. All those science yep. fiction movies. Were... It became
0: background stuff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. so uh, to round this episode out, because we're already, you know, quite a ways long, unless somebody has some last words about that movie, When the Worlds Collide?
1: Not really, but I, I do have a question. What year are we in now? Nineteen
3: yes.
2: fifty-one. Yes, Okay, we're two years is all into this episode,
3: into this yeah, okay. decade. So there wasn't much happening in fifty-two. We we'll get through that pretty darn quick.
2: <laughs> no, that, that's fine. No, is there something we got to ask? All right. Well, here's a, to round this out before we uh, get out of here. Talk about George Powell. You guys keep bringing that name up like everybody knows what it is. Uh, and I'm part of. Uh, I got to everybody. see him
0: out at the university when I was younger. He gave a speech, or whatever speaking engagement. We uh, went and we'll talked it's to him. Great. So who is he? He was a producer in the '50s uh, and in the '40s. I guess he he produced, uh, actually produced Ray Harryhausen's first, uh, um,
2: which
3: animation we'll get, which gig. We'll, we'll, yes. get, we'll get to yeah. Right? He, yeah, yeah but, he did quite uh, a he, bit of The uh, puppetunes. Houdini. Um, the one with uh, Tony Curtis. Yeah, I always yeah. liked that one. I was yeah, War of the Worlds. War that of was the what Worlds. Talk yes. about yeah, that was his time machine. You know, he, yeah, he, he did quite a lot. Oh yes. Oh, yes. oh
0: what was his uh, the power?
3: <laughs>
0: so
2: he was. Do you a, remember the power? He was a he was a <laughs> producer. Power, yeah. He was a producer who was noted for science what, fiction. Like science fiction. He delved
0: yeah. more into science fiction stuff. He did uh, Seven Faces of Doctor Lao yeah. too.
3: Okay. conquest um, of space con- yes
0: which is one another favorite of mine that was kind of like a sequel to uh destination moon in a way
1: yeah because that's all george powell though yes we're talking yeah. his visionary right, stuff.
2: Right. i just remember you guys uh all mentioning george powell last in the 40s at the very end of the 40s and i didn't really know who he was and now you're mentioning him again that's why i'm like i'm kind of like the audience i don't know nearly as much as you guys do about this stuff um so like when i you know that's that's good information. That's now I want to go just, look up. George We're South. just pretending, yes.
3: Gadfly. We're just, yeah. We're, we're just making it, it up. You well. guys are good at fiction.
0: Didn't he do a version of uh, Doc Savage, Man of Bronze? Yes,
3: that was uh, one of the last things he did. Was uh, that yeah. the '70s one with uh, George Eli? Yeah. Oh, I love
0: that movie. That was yeah.
3: With yeah. Ron Eli.
2: Yeah, Ron Eli, and he uh, or Eli or how I can never I can never figure it out. He uh, he was Tarzan, remember? Yeah, yeah. Back in the '60s. With Jai, there was no monkey. No, there was a monkey. And there was a little boy. And okay. he was like, This is two Batman. Guatemalan or something. He was. <laughs> that's right. He wasn't even, he wasn't, that's, he was in Africa, not even black. He was. Oh, that's. But uh, that's George Powell. Yeah. That's George <laughs> <Powell>. no. no. <laughs> Tarzan. That's Tarzan. <laughs> Tarzan wasn't George Powell. He, he was the other cool one, which was kind of like. The oh, ba- I thought we were talking about George. It was Powell. the it was the, pre- cur- it was the precursor to Buckaroo Banzai. Was uh, that that uh, Doc Savage Doc Savage movie? If you think about it. it was, oh yeah. It was so cool. I thought it was a TV movie, wasn't it? No, it looks like a TV movie, but I don't think it, it wasn't. Was, no. I thought
0: it was a TV movie. Uh-uh. Oh. It was, but it looks was like. Was it one. released? But it looks like one. I saw it on TV. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> But I, I don't think it was uh, oh, released I didn't as that. one. Did not know that. I always thought it was a t- made for TV. Because it looks like one. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah you guys want to watch me take a dump? I do.
2: Into
0: the bowl, Mark.
3: Cut
2: your hands. Ew, shit in the bidet. <laughs> it's it's bidet. sprayed up into me arse. This was a really clean episode that just went fucking blue. It is kind of chilly. <laughs> That'd
3: be a good band name, fucking
2: blue. This is Dr. Ta. <coughs> this is Professor Feather. Midnight Gadfly. And Mid- Dr. Hay. And you're listening to... Uh,
3: <laughs> listen. Listen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Come on, I did Sane radio. I did the unpark to finish Radio Okay, you can reach us uh, at unsane radio at gmail.com. Let's do that over again. Oh, take two. <laughs> okay, take two. Ready?
3: Unsane oh, radio.
2: You're all fucking fired. Alright, so unsane-radio at gmail.com. You can get us on unsaneradio.com uh, There's uh, Radio Insane at Twitter. Uh, we are on Spotify. Check that shit out. We're, we're big time in y'all. <laughs> 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 uh, there's uh, And then you can get us on Facebook at Insane Radio. You should check out Tar and Feather uh, on Facebook but also tarandfeather.com Go ahead. Psychocinema.com oh. Psycho Cinema I- in At Me- In the southern Mexican places It's CTO uh, Cinema Alright, so you can also catch us uh, On iTunes Give us a rating
1: Look for our upcoming episode Messy Women Hot,
2: hot, hot Messy Women oh but, is that what it's called a messy woman. yeah go to the horror host hall of fame and vote for uh, tar- you can't another. vote for
0: Selwyn you can't
1: see and Halloween Jack
2: and, uh, and Feather.
0: you can't see my fingers above my forehead uh, tar- I'm doing tar- the I'm tar- doing
2: the Tarantula woman sign okay so who's this guy Swelling